And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, keep in mind that as we travel into Job, that some of the statements are biblically correct by themselves. Just listen. We're going to spend some time highlighting what these statements mean. But the spirit with which they were delivered and the three friends' condemnation of Job shed light on why God was angry with them. The three friends assumed Job had sinned. They were wrong, just like Job's evaluation will be wrong. They assumed they knew why and what God was doing with Job. That false assumption led them to sin. Next, there's nothing wrong with this statement on the surface that we're going to get to about a man reaping and sowing. Get used to the phrase that I'm going to use. There's nothing wrong with this statement. There's nothing wrong with this statement. You're going to hear me say that about 500 times in the book of Job. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. That's testified in Galatians 6, 7. However, for those keeping score, karma, whoo, karma, causality, right? You'll get what you, what you put in the universe kind of thing. That's about 400 years behind the biblical principle of sowing and reaping from the Old Testament. So nice try, not quite. Finally, can something that is stained be as pure as something that is not stained? No. Listen to what I'm going to say. Let's say you have a brand new white bed sheet. It's pristine. Your first grader sits in the middle of the sheet with her permanent marker. You see an unbleachable stain where a marker has bled on the sheet. You can sew as much new white fabric to the edges as you wish, but it will not undo the fact that there's a huge stain in the middle of the sheet. Adding material around the stain doesn't remove the stain. The stain has to be covered or cut out. In the same way, adding good works doesn't pay for bad works. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. That's nice. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. 
That's David at he must increase.org. Anytime during the show, you can do that. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call during the show live 972-445-0770. For those who don't think I can say that number really fast, how fast was that? Uh, that's funny. 972-445-0770. Now, what's awesome, 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 awesome sauce is when you make that phone call, you will be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. Let me tell you what it's like talking to Dynamite D. That's when your clothes fit you a little better. <laughs> Praise God. That is pretty good. For everybody who's over 30, you're going, yes. <laughs> yes. I like that. Of course. Uh, here's the bottom line. Let's see. That's number seven that I've used it in this show. You are uh, open or you have the availability to ask a question, to make a comment, share an opinion. You can have a prayer request, a praise report. If you have anything going on, share it with your brothers and sisters. We just had Brother Al share with us a phenomenal testimony of praise, and we appreciate that. And that's a blessing. It gives people encouragement to know that God is active, God is working, and God is answering prayer. He's answering prayer. Pretty important, isn't that? Okay. Here's your first trivia question that you also have a chance to respond to. Was it Joseph's brothers or Nebuchadnezzar's advisors that said, here comes the dreamer, let's kill him? Who said that? Was it Joseph's brothers or Nebuchadnezzar's advisors who said, here comes the dreamer? Let's kill him. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. Simple to do. 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the number to text. And then, of course, David at he must increase.org. That would be, as far as I can tell, the email. Last time I checked, that was an email. Anyway. Uh, two things I want to tell you, updating you real fast so you can know. Number one, and praise the Lord for this. Dave does not have jury duty tomorrow. <laughs> I did call and I did check in and I did check in on the online and then I double checked because I had a delay because the first time they wanted me to do jury duty is when I went out to uh, Tennessee and that obviously wasn't going to work. And so then they call and then I, I they deferred it and then I called and I talked to the lady today and she said, well, she goes, you got uh, you caught a good day because nobody has jury duty tomorrow in Rockwall County. And I was like, all right. So, yep, no jury duty for me. That's an update. Yes, I know. I don't mind, by the way, serving on jury duty. I have served on about 12 juries, um, eight of them for one day, two of them for three-plus days. And then I can't remember about the other two there. Probably a day and a half or something like that. Uh, that, that, I told you about Noel, blah, 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 blah. Money is tough. Don't forget to pray for us, blah, 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 blah. Somebody is calling in on the trivia question. Let's answer, let, let them answer, so send them on through. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, this is your brother from another mother. Hey, what's up? 
What's up, brother? How are you? Good, good. Uh, it's good to hear All your right, voice. So the answer of this trivia is yeah. uh, they were the brother from the other mother. That is correct, Amanda! Right you are. If, if they said to Nebuchadnezzar, if it had been his Nebuchadnezzar's advisors, and they said, let's kill him, all those people would have been cut in half. <laughs> like that. that would not have gone well. Oh, well, we lost him again. All right, so Santa, just call back. He's having phone problems. we got to do something with that guy. But he did get it right, so we gave him the credit, and he did a good job there. Okay. While we're waiting for Samson to call back, because he, he might have a prayer request or something, uh, and we want to be able to respond to that, I want to go into the text that we're going to be talking about Job. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Keep in mind, some of these things are biblically correct, but remember the spirit with which they are spoken. And this is a great forerunner to understanding the Gospels, how that the Pharisees had a grasp on the law, but were far away from what the intent of the law was. Okay, here we go. We talked about uh, Job. We talked about his his uh, response. Then we talked about Eliphaz's response or Eliphaz's response to Job. And that's kind of where we left off. He says, he says this in verse 6 in Job 4. Does your reverence for God give you no confidence? Shouldn't you believe that God will care for those who are right? Listen to what he says now. Stop and think. Does the innocent person perish? When has the upright person been destroyed? My experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. Zelophehad is saying to Job in the argument, in the discussion. This is what he's saying. So listen. He's saying in the argument, in the discussion, he is saying people that do bad, bad things happen to them. They do bad, bad things happen. Let's us all understand. That's right. That's not wrong. That's correct. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. There's nothing incorrect about this statement by itself. No, it's not karma, the way that karma causality has come about, because karma causality came about 400 years after Proverbs. Whoops, missed that one, okay? But what he's saying is simply this. Hey, my experience in life shows that people that plant trouble, they're going to harvest trouble. Who's going to argue with that? I'm not arguing with that. Would you argue with that? I wouldn't argue with that. What a man sows, that should they also reap. Like we said, Galatians 6, 7 is not an issue. That's not the problem. The problem is he's using this application of Scripture against Job. Watch. Because the assumption is that Job is reaping what he sowed because he did evil. Now he's getting evil back to him. It's not that the principle is wrong. It's the application. This is where many theologies kind of break. Right here. Right in half. The Lord doesn't set in motion his truths to have the principle be more important than the application of the principle. In other words, they work together. Here, the, the Eliphaz says something right, but applies it incorrectly to Job. 
Because, why? Because he is assuming, and everybody who remembers the odd couple remembers the funny thing in the odd couple, he is assuming that this is happening because Job did wrong. But Eliphaz is wrong. They weren't a part of the chapter one and two. They didn't see the cosmic conflict going on. They weren't aware of what was taking place between Satan and God. So they're evaluating strictly from the human perspective, even though they're spiritual, even though they sound wise and seem full of wisdom, they are not. They are speaking what they do not know. Which is why, just so you can know, when people do something wrong and get in trouble publicly, I'm a little slower to respond as quick as a lot of other people do because I'm not sure of all that's going on. That doesn't mean I'm brilliant in that. I've made a thousand mistakes. But I'm telling you that when something happens to somebody, slow it down. Because just dropping in our wisdom and our judgment is not always the brightest, shiniest thing we can do. We're going to take our break, and then we're going to come back. Now, hopefully, we'll have Samson on the line when we come back, but we'll do that when we come back. We're going to take our break here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There is this pursuit in people to find happiness. And we've just been revving up and going through the one person who had the capacity, who had the resources to do whatever he wanted to do in order to find happiness. We find out that as Solomon, who writes the book of Ecclesiastes, tells us, he tells us all these different things that he tries. What he's seeking to do is find what is uh, something that drives men, what is something that drives women what is something that drives children people humanity to just keep going when everything seems vain and everything everything seems meaningless or everything seems frustrating and so he goes through because his resources are unlimited if you'll keep that in mind he goes through a whole litany of things he goes through searching in through knowledge and wisdom talks about that in Ecclesiastes 1 12 through 14 finds out that's not the answer he does it in partying and drinking wine. I lived in Temecula, wine country, part of wine country in California. Solomon had more wine than these people could ever dream of. He talks about that in Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 3. He talks about building a house, personal accomplishments, doing a garden. He had artistic works involved. Everything you can imagine Solomon was doing. I mean, he was doing it all. He was creating gardens. He had amassed a ton of wealth. He had high levels of entertainment. He had male and female singers. The guy had more sex than any person could ever even imagine. And he had superiority and control. And he gets to Ecclesiastes 2. And when he gets to Ecclesiastes 2, 10, and 11, he says, When I surveyed all that my hands had done and had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. He could not reach the level of satisfaction that he was searching for. That was his conclusion. He poured resources, he did this, did a lot of stuff. So he gives two hints 
two declarations, I should say, not really hints, to help us understand what is the answer to pursuing happiness. Ready? Here it is. This is I, I'm telling you, this is the biblical answer. There's no other. Here it is. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26a, a person can do nothing better than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their toil. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. The answer, Solomon said, is God has to give it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is a gift from God. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I think we have Samson on the on the line again. Let's send him on through and see if he can hang out. Knock, knock. This is my brother, Samson. Yes, it is your uh, brother, Samson. Oh, uh, brother, how are you? I'm sorry that we got disconnected. <laughs> Talk to you. you. Got the right answer on trivia. Talk to me about what you got going on. Well, I I think <clears throat> because you mentioned about prayer requests, like one of my good friends, she lost her baby while she was 10, 10 weeks pregnant. So, yeah, it's kind of a little heavy on my heart. So if we could just say a prayer of comfort and understanding so that she would not get bitter towards God or anybody else. So. Absolutely. So that's kind of my prayer request is. What's her name? Can you say it? Or it's, I mean, uh, let's say it private. So, okay, yeah. private. You got because it. Because I don't have I don't have her permission, so I don't. That's right. Wanna... That's fair, and that's a great way to do it. That's respectful and honorable of her, and I I appreciate that. I'm glad you did that. Okay. All right. Let's pray yes. for it. Let's pray for it. Ready? Yes. Let's sir. do it. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And there is nobody that we have ever read about or seen or understood that had more compassion and more insight than Jesus, than you. Nobody. And we are just asking for this young lady. What a very difficult experience. Yes, there is a hope. And yes, this child will be identifiable and unto thee in heaven now. But the comfort that is needed for this young lady, that she be not bitter, that she be not so hurt, but that there's an entrusting to the purposes that you have. Perhaps something would have happened that was disastrous. We have no idea. We wouldn't even speculate. Here's what we're going to ask you to do. Be the God of comfort for her and that she would be aware that this comfort comes from you because you love her. Not because of anything, but because you love her. And she doesn't have to be bitter against you. She can bring her grief and her pain and lay it before you. And then in your healing power, in your healing arms, she would find redemption and hope and confidence to take the next step. Please bring mercy into her heart and mind. Please. Her brother, Samson's praying for her, praying in the Lord. Please answer his petition. He knows it better. He knows the connection better. Please answer his petitions. Yes. 
say yes to this and help them. We lift them up before you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Well, thank you, David. You are welcome. You keep me posted. We'll just keep praying. I mean, we're, I'm just never going to stop praying until I hear an answer one way or another. I just keep, I've been praying for some people for two years. I'm just going to keep praying. So just tell us how it's going, and we'll keep praying for you, okay? All right. Thank you. God All right. bless. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Tough, very tough. That's a very tough time. I'm deeply aware that that's a very, very, very difficult time. And what we need is prayer for these people and that the love of God would break through. See, people are like, well, God did this. Well, God did this. Sin did this. God is the one who's redeeming us from that sin. Okay. All right, here's your next trivia question. Um... This should be pretty easy for most people. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, who said this on the night that he was betrayed. Who said that? You should know that answer. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David at he must increase.org. Do that as well. We'll push back the joke and the history into the next segments. Uh, we'll get back into the teaching. Somebody is calling in on that trivia question, and we absolutely uh, want, uh, want to respond to that first. I do want to give a shout-out. So I just saw that Aunt Deb uh, responded. Aunt, Aunt Deb uh, is joining us. I just want to give her a shout-out. We had this meeting. We had this board meeting at, at uh, Aunt Deb's house, and, and Deb said the smartest thing, probably the smartest thing that's been said to me in like six months, person-wise. She goes, once you're done with us, you're going to have this big empty hole. We've talked about this a couple of times. What Deb didn't know is how big the hole is. <laughs> And it's like, it's driving me crazy. But she was right. Uh, she she said, you got to be aware of it. So uh, props to her discernment, but then props for everybody to keep praying that the Lord would help me to be patient as I am the worst. I'm so bad and patient. It's not funny. I'm just terrible at it. Uh, and uh, the fact that I'm a doctor does not help. <laughs> That's just all I'm going to tell you. All right. Somebody's ready to answer the trivia question. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. I'm worried about my wife because she's got so much goofy stuff going on at work. And I kind of hate that, but I can't do anything because she loves her job. But you just want to go in there and all the people that aren't nice to them, nice to her, you just want to throw like an apple at them or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's not very forgiving, but I'm just being honest. Anyhow. Well, yeah, nothing wrong with being honest. <laughs> yeah, I figured might as well be Nathaniel at this time and just go, oh, well, this is how I feel. Anyway, uh, all right. Um, who said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Who said this on the night that he was betrayed? That would be the Lord Jesus Christ. That is correct, Amanda! Excellent job. You are absolutely right on track. How are you doing? How's Susie doing? How are the both of you guys? Well, I'm doing a lot better, and Susie, she's, she's a little better. 
I, I, I can say that, yeah. All right. Well, people in the audience need to hear that and be praying for Susie because not just a friend of Deb, but a friend of the show. We just want the Lord to bless her, encourage her, and comfort her heart for difficult times and difficult things. Everybody could be praying that and be a part of that. So, and All right. Thank you so much. All right. And you all have a good day now. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right, we're going to – let me get into the teaching. We've got so many minutes. We'll probably exit uh, a minute late, but not too much more than that. Let me pick it back up from where uh, Eliphaz was talking. He said, uh, uh, my experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. Like, yes, that's correct. They perish by the breath from God. They vanish in a blast of his anger. Though they're fierce young lions, they will all be broken and destroyed. The fierce lions will starve, and the cubs of the lioness will be scattered. This truth was given to me in secret as though whispered in my ear. It came in a vision at night and others, as others slept. Fear gripped me and I trembled and shook with terror. A spirit swept past me, past my face. It, its wind sent shivers up my spine. It stopped but I couldn't see its shape. This is like, you're reading this going, what? What? It was a form before my eyes, and a hushed voice said, can a mortal be just and upright before God? Can a person be pure before the Creator? So we're not going to get into the part of this that's really super duper cool. Let's just be honest about this. This is like, okay, so he's at night. He's sleeping there. This is what we're getting. Okay, remember, none of this is, he's not saying anything wrong. He's just saying what happened to him, right? He's uh, at night. He's having a vision, right? He couldn't even make out the shape. It was some kind of spirit. Uh, You know, in, in the Hebrew, it's called holy ones. But, you know, it's probably a spirit, whatever the case may be, uh, swept past him. Typically, demonic spirits, by the way, don't give good insight, counsel, or wisdom. So you got to think this is probably angelic to some degree. He doesn't know. He sent shivers up his spine, which, again, goes back to what we talked about in, in, in the book of Acts, how Cornelius saw the angel, and he was scared. <laughs> he was scared. He was Scooby-Doo scared. And so they, he's, this is the response he's giving. It's like it sent shivers up my spine. You heard the expression, shiver me timbers? Right here, baby. This is where it comes from. It said, shivers up my spine. It stopped, but I couldn't even see its shape. It was a form before my eyes. I couldn't even figure out what it was. And then the voice spoke. And that's the only important part of what's going on. But the other stuff's cool. And the voice said, can a mortal be just and upright before God? Can a person be pure before the creator? No. I'm just going to say, without the redeeming work of Jesus Christ to cover us, to wash away our sins, nothing else can wash away the sin. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But even with that in mind, I mean, you can preach a whole message on what Eliphaz says there. Even though he's not the best comforter, he what he's saying is accurate. Can a person be uh, right and righteous and holy before God? No. No flesh can stand before him. No person can stand and say, I am justified. The first sin that a person committed is enough for that person to be evaporated. 
let alone the first thousand, let alone the first 20,000 sins. So he asks the question, can a mortal be, be just and upright before God? Can a person be pure before the Creator? No. Outside of Jesus Christ, you cannot. Outside of the rede- redemption which God provided for us, because we can't provide it for ourselves because we're so polluted. God had to provide it. That was the only way it was going to work. We get back, we go into this next section. It just gets weirder and weirder, but cooler and cooler. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see the Jairus. He has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person. cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back. 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Love this Monday show. Sometimes Mondays are a little tougher. I mean, I can always tell you, I can tell you right now, after we go through Thanksgiving and then I come back here and we do our December or our 28th show, I think it's November 28th. So, yeah, it's always tougher. You don't do the show for like four or five days. It takes a little while to get the wheels going, so on and so forth. But uh, we're getting a lot of favor in the last couple of Mondays. I really appreciate it. Here's your trivia question. By the way, that's the grace of God. Here's your trivia question. What, what, what was the surprising source of this comment? Okay, did you get that? What's the surprising source of this comment? What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? That's the trivia question. What is the surprising source of that comment? What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? I can't do the accent that I want to do with it. You're going to kind of have to work that one out. Uh, you can, if you know the answer, call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. We do have somebody calling in, so that is a good sign. We are going to be doing our history uh, which uh, we'll do that as soon as I can remember where I put it. <laughs> That's right. You think everything is just so well organized. You'd be wrong. <laughs> is that nice of me to say to you? You'd be very wrong about that. They uh, Things are semi-organized. <laughs> That's all I'm going to give you. Uh, trivia question again. What What was the surprising source of this comment? What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? That is the trivia question. Again, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-843 or send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. In the meantime, we will do our history. Let's do history, 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 history. Let's go All right, shout out to uh, Joanne and Cordelia, but specifically Joanne. I don't know how much Cordelia was into this, but I do know that Joanne was a nurse, and today is operating room nurse day. So that's, you know, you got to give props, right? There you go. That's the props. <laughs> today is pickle day. Don't laugh. I love pickles. <laughs> I do, but I like that. I like those sweet pickles. You know those sweet? Now, have you ever had pickles that were, like, flavorful? Yes. Strawberry. What do yeah. you think about those? Yeah. I see. I like stuff like that because it's weird, right? And I'm I'm uh, all into that. In fact, for a little while, uh, on a, I know this is not the best diet. So for a little while, I had those little uh, what are those Jenkins, whatever those uh, sweet pickles, and you take them and you wrap a piece of ham around them, and then you oh man, check like you out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I like stuff like that. What can I say? Also, today is National American Teddy Bear Day. I have a teddy bear. I had a teddy bear for all my kids. Got teddy bears for the grandkids. Come on. I don't want to hear. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, this day in 1889, around the world in 80 days, New York World reporter Nellie Bly set sail for New York in an effort to beat uh, Phyllis Fogg's uh, Jules Verne novel, Time, for a trip around the world. She made it with 
eight days to spare. So congratulations there. Uh, but that's, of course, 100 and some odd years ago. Uh, this day in 1910, first airplane takeoff from a ship's deck. Eugene Eli takes off from the USS Birmingham. His plane nosedived after leaving the ship and his wheels touched water, but he was able to keep control and landed safely on the beach. And then finally, on this day in 1971, Mariner 9 reaches Mars and becomes the first spacecraft to orbit another planet. Let me just respond to that real quickly. That we know of. Exactly. <laughs> you like that one? That we know of. That we're privileged to. Okay. All right. What's our, tri- our trivia question is... Our trivia question is, uh, what was the surprising source of this comment? What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Okay. I would give you the hint, but most people will get offended at the hint. So let me just say, do you got a hint for it? Well, we did have a person call in giving the answer, but they were driving, so they didn't want to go over the air. Somebody did get it already. Okay, so they already got that going. Okay, so here's 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 your here's your here's your big hint. A very very popular figure in a very very popular movie. Let's say uh, uh, this particular. I'm giving you an. This it was the 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 co-star of a cartoon movie. Is that that's a good way? You to can say tie it up. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, go on for the rest of teaching. I got to leave that. Oh, wait. I got to send people to the website. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about the website. Here's the big deal on the website. I don't want to make a, a huge deal out of everything like this. But uh, uh, on the on the website, on the very front, is the praise and prayer f- form. Right on the front. You can't miss it. It's like the first thing now. And then the other thing is we need money. And I, I hate to say that to you, but it, it be true. I mean, I wish I didn't need money. I wish we had enough money where we can do this. It never cost me anything, and I just did this whole thing and never had to say anything to anybody. But that ain't the case. Plus, without me telling you about money, you you need avenues of venues for the Lord to bless you as well. And giving is one of those methods. And, yes, it does not have to be here. But if you're getting something from the show, we hope it, it, there is something there because we need it. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That was it? That's just too short. That was a shorty. That is so short. That's like, you know, that's about how long a a brownie lasts in my presence. (laughs) (laughs) Wing gone. What's up? What's next? <laughs> okay. That's right. All right. Here we go. This is such a mind blower. See, I think people with these, they read Job, and you're you're so, like, overwhelmed by chapter 1 and 2. And then you get into chapters uh, 3 and 4 and 5, and keep in mind that in chapter uh, uh, 3, Job is responding to, the, to his grief. Remember, the trial is over. I'm telling you that for a very important reason. Then chapter 4 and 5, Eliphaz is giving his response, and I think we b- kind of blow by some of the interesting stuff that's in here because— uh, we're just thinking, oh, he's a lousy friend. 
It's like, I get that. But look at this cool stuff. I mean, it is some pretty amazing stuff. So I want to back it up just to, to verse 16 of chapter 4. It says this. Uh, it stopped, but I couldn't see its shape. There was a form before my eyes, and a hushed voice said, Can a mortal be just and upright before God? Can a person be pure before his creator? This is verse 18, and this is the this is amazing. If God cannot trust his own angels and has charged some of them with folly, how much less will he trust those made of clay? That's like, what? <laughs> you almost have to say. Read that again, Dave. Read that again, right? You just you read that and you go, what? Is that, that's in the book right there, right? This is, is chapter four in Job, what? If God cannot trust, this is verse 18 in chapter four. If God cannot trust his own angels and has charged some of them with folly, how much less will he trust those made of clay? You know, that, 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 what it does or what it should do is this. I'm going to, I won't go too long on this, but I want to make this point. If you have ever gone to the ocean, okay, if you've gone to the ocean, all right, and remember, Noel and I had a, uh, a, a renting a, an apartment uh, in uh, Carlsbad that uh, we had like three and a half mile view of the ocean. I have like a thousand pictures, and I'm not kidding. It's Shutterfly, uh, let's see, Shutterfly dot Spoon Sunsets. You can go see them. Everybody can see what I'm talking about. It's unbelievable. When you look at the ocean, and when you look at the ocean, especially when the sun is setting, I'm just going to say this, you recognize instantly you are very small. This this is, it is it, it's undeniable. When you stand at the Grand Canyon, I lived at Flagstaff for multiple years. When you stand at the Grand Canyon, besides my one little quip saying, wow, that's a big hole in the ground, which was kind of funny. Uh, and actually, it's better seen if you either take the tour or look out the airplane when you're driving over. Uh, but the bottom line is you recognize you're small. When you see a mountain that towers so high, when it thunders with such strength that everything around you trembles, you recognize you are, yeah. I have that feeling every time I take a flight. It's been years, but when I take a flight and I stand higher, I say, wow, we're significantly yeah. small people. <laughs> very significant. I mean, it's like, it's a very, it's an interesting mind blower. So here, LFS says one thing that's like, I'd love to hear a really good sermon on this. I'm sure somebody's preached one, I have no doubt. But he's like, look, if God charges the angels with folly, and you're thinking, well, is he talking demons or is he talking angels? And it's like, here's my first answer. I don't know. I mean, my my assumption would be it's demons because they're all, and then they're cast into darkness and so on and so on. But if it happened with those guys and gals or those beings, because I don't even know if they have sexuality in that, I don't know. But if it happened with them, how much more insignificant are we as clay? So it's just like, yeah, it's very humbling. <laughs> yes, it's very humbling. But it should show us that God is absolutely positively in charge. I don't think we understand. When, when you look at space and you see some of these new pictures that are coming, and some, God created all of that. All of it. All. All of it. And they used to say, well, the universe is still expanding. Now there's some arguments whether it's not, whether it's not. Really? That, that's your argument? It's still expensive. You can't even fathom the depth of it, and you want to argue on to— Okay. We are not as significant 
as we make ourselves out to be. And the fact that God has taken the time to say, hi, I know your name. That should be enough. Man, oh man. All right. Uh, what was the surprising source of this comment? What have I done to make you beat me uh, these three times? The answer, do you know the answer? The answer is, you want to give it? Go ahead. The Balaam? Balaam's donkey. The donkey. Balaam's donkey. And see, that was my big hint because it was the donkey. It yeah, was I was saying donkey. something you could tie up. You could tie a donkey Well, up. yeah, yeah. But I was, I, was, see, I was trying to stay away from Shrek because all the people freak out because it's a cartoon. I don't know. Remember the talking donkey? Okay. Eddie Murphy. That was a hilarious role. People like, that's like witchcraft. No, it's like a cartoon. Tom and, <laughs> Tom and Jerry expanding a table 90,000 feet. No <laughs> different. I mean, come on. Anyway, all right, we'll just skip that. We'll just uh, take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh on the show. I was going to say that about you. <laughs> it has been four Ooh. years and and six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh, man. <laughs> Finally, I've I'm sliding in under the tag, home safe. You are Finally. safe. Okay. And so I'll tell the entire audience, real simple, uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray <laughs> because it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. And Amen. You, all, you, you just point Amen. to that guy. Okay. <laughs> All right, first of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? <laughs> you know what? I am doing uh, good. I, I'm doing – actually, I'm doing great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I, I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And 
it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I just want to say something about that fill with that little fill you just heard with Ray. Uh, so funny because today I was praying and I told the Lord, I said, I really miss, I just so funny, but I just, I miss Ray because. When I had something going on, like I got going on now, he's the guy I would call. And it's just like I was thinking, man, I miss that. Because he always had profound wisdom. And if not, he always had the right spirit to, to lift up. And it's just like, man. And yes, I'm a little jealous. Plus, I'm a little mad at him. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know if you're allowed to do that. I am. I don't care. But, I mean, I'm just telling you uh, how I feel. Okay? All right. Uh, trivia question here. Was it Moses? Manasseh or Manoah? Now listen to what I said. So there's three names. Was it Moses, Manasseh, or Manoah who said to his wife, We are doomed to die. We have seen God. Which of those three said that? If you think you know the uh, answer. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So uh, just for those that aren't sure how you say this, it's either Moses, Manasseh, or Minoah. Okay? All right. Uh, which of those three said to his wife, we are doomed to die because we have seen God. Okay. Probably didn't sound like Yoda, but, you know, you get the idea what's going on there. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can call 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david, at he must increase.org. I do have some jokes, and I am going to tell them because I want to. Uh, so... Um, the first one is kind of funny. The second one's kind of funny, but the third one, I, you guys are going to have to tell me. So I'm going to let I'm going to let Dynamite D judge the third one. I mean, because I don't even know if I think it's funny. Let me get to the first two first. They're real fast. Uh, a young boy came home from church and proudly announced he was asked to read from the Bible that morning. When asked from what book the passage, what book the passage had been taken, he replied, "Oh, the Gossip according to Matthew." See the gossip instead of the gospel. Okay, it's kind of cute. Uh, a mother concerned over her little son's potential behavior when some Christmas company was scheduled asked Johnny, are you going to be good when Joe and Mary come over later? Little Johnny asked in amazement, are Jesus's parents coming here? <laughs> uh, that's kind of cute. This is the one I'm not sure about. Now, that's bad. I'm telling you a joke, and I'm not sure it's funny. The only reason I'm doing it is because it's got Texas in it. Okay? So just bear with me. A man went to a local church and asked to join. The preacher said, okay, 
but you have to pass a small Bible test first. The first question is, where, would you, where was Jesus born? The man answered, Longview. The preacher said, sorry, you can't join our church. So he went to another church and asked, and that preacher said, we would love to have you, but you have to have, pass a Bible test first. Where was Jesus born? The man said, Tyler. Preacher said, sorry, you can't join our church. So he goes to another church, and the preacher said, oh, it's great. You're welcome. We welcome you with open arms. The man said, I don't have to pass no Bible test first? Preacher said, no. The man said, well, can I ask you a question? The preacher said, sure. The man said, where was Jesus born? The preacher said, Palestine. The man mumbled to himself and said, I knew it was in East East Texas somewhere. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> that was actually the best one. <laughs> Was I like that one. I knew it was in East Texas somewhere. <laughs> Come on. Okay. All right. It's cute. <laughs> no, I really did like that one. All those East Texas towns. <laughs> All those East Texas Palestine. towns, right? That's classic. Uh, was it Moses, Manasseh, or Manoah who said to his wife, We are doomed to die. We have seen God. If you think you know, 972 445 you can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org. Let me finish up on this teaching, and then we'll close it out. So uh, let's go back to verse 18, which I think is amazing, but I'm just going to stop at, at, at chapter 5, verse 1, and you'll understand why. If God cannot trust his own angels and has charged some of them with folly, how much less will he trust those made of clay? Their foundation is dust, and they are crushed as easily as moths. Uh-oh. They are alive in the morning, but by evening they are dead, gone forever, without a trace. Their tent collapsed, they die in ignorance. You may cry for help, but no one listens. You may turn to the angels, but they give you no help. Now, the reason I pull this out is because this is a true theology that he has spoken. Not, not the part that they're gone forever. That's just as Job, so his three friends, not really understanding the fullness of the resurrection or eternity. That's okay. That's not the problem. The problem is that we have a whole group of people in Christianity who have taught on something called angelology. Angelology is an actual theology. The, uh, theo uh, is God, and then ology is study, right? So angelology is then the study of angels. And they believe that everybody has some personal angel and that you can call your personal angel and talk to your personal angel and have your angel do stuff, and that is demonic, Okay, I don't I don't care what church you came out of. I don't care. There was this book called Angel on Assignment for a while. Go tell your money angel to bring you money. Stupidest thing ever. Just stupid. It's not even just like, are you serious? Give me a break. And here is the text you would use to say absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Job chapter five verse one. You may cry for help, but no one listens. You may turn to the angels, but they give you no help. Get it? No help from angels. There it is. And by while we're on the subject, and I'll answer the trivia question in a second, but while we're on the subject, let's understand something. Satan is not God's equal in evil and good. Who threw Satan out of heaven? Michael, the archangel. God didn't even get up. I mean, just read Revelation chapter 12. Michael threw him out. It's like, eh, kick him out. <laughs> it's like people are just like, you, you, let's separate this here. God... 
And then a gazillion, bazillion, drazillion miles below, angels. <laughs> it's like, just get that. And then a gazillion, bazillion, gazillion miles low. Man, I'm just like, yeah, what's going on here? It's like, we don't get it. It's like, listen, Satan is not God's equivalent in evil. That's ridiculous. The kingdom of darkness is, is not the power of the kingdom of light. Satan can't create the universe. If Satan's so powerful, how come he's stuck on earth? I'm just asking. Why doesn't he go travel to Jupiter or something? Well, I'm going to give me a bigger planet. Start with other things. <laughs> I want to make a robot race. You don't see any of that happening? Don't. Don't insult God by putting him at that low level. Don't do that. And angels, they can't help you. And what is Satan but a fallen angel? Come on. Fallen angel with the pride issue. <laughs> uh, that's enough for God to go, yeah, destroy you. I'm going to use you. <laughs> it's like, wow. To get that, that's really important. Okay, was it Moses, Manasseh, or Manoah who said to his wife, we are doomed to die? We have seen God. It was Manoah. Manoah, and it's Noah with an M-A, so it would be a Manoah, just exactly how you spell M-A, and then Noah. He thought that was going to happen, and then the wife brilliantly said, well, if God was going to kill us, why'd he tell us everything? Yeah, that thingy common sense. Isn't that helpful? It sure is. All right, we're done for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.